All right, guys, welcome to episode 116 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> we talk about uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, Drunken Master 2, the uh, the new Jackie Chan flick. Um, we talk about mm-hmm. um, some small bits about Archer and Persona 5. Uh, and then we touch on the an upcoming NFL season, you know, our Super Bowl picks, our MVP picks, and, uh, you know... Uh, how one particular player has been underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming back stronger than ever for next year. Um, and then lastly, we touch very briefly on some news about who is directing the Fantastic Four. Yeah, but first... start with what we've been watching and i see mm-hmm. i see that you have rewatched a couple movies yes okay. yeah actually i think all the movies are kind of rewatches okay. um but i'll start with the one I, I went to see well well yeah i'll start with the one i went to see in theaters um i went to see uh top gun maverick again <laughs> in uh dolby vision this time um and it was kind of like sort of like by happenstance sort of kind of like, I wasn't planning on... Well, I was planning if they brought it back to IMAX. Because I was like, I want to see it at least one more time. You know, before it's gone forever. Because it's very... Well, personally, I think they should always try to um, bring back IMAX movies, you know, from the from throughout the years, right? Like, The Dark Knight. Like, you know, oh, it's Tuesday and special IMAX screening of The Dark Knight. You know, Tuesday, September, whatever, whatever, right? Right. Or Blade Runner 2049. Or... Well, no, Avatar is coming back. But, you know, those movies that... Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol with, with the building. I always think they should do that. So I'm always like, you know, once the last time it's on an IMAX, it's gone forever because they don't do a good job of, of doing those kind of promotions. Right. Yeah. And so then last week, um, we were playing uh, trivia with some of Sydney's friends. And one of them uh, was like, I, mean, I, I, I would go see it again. That was really good. And another one was like, I've never seen it. I've never seen the original. And so I was like, well, if y'all you know, want to, we can go see it next Monday. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then Sydney's family was here over the weekend and we were telling them we're like yeah we're gonna go see top gun again you know monday night with sydney and her friends and her mom her mom and her sister were like well we've never well her mom has seen it and then her sister's never seen it so they're like well let's go we can go and i was like dude yeah let's go she yeah and so the six of us went to see it and um this time it wasn't in imax it was in dolby vision which is like it's like a regular size movie theater but everything's crisper the sound is crisper the projection is like even nicer it's like the super nice size but just like crisp um and so the movie of course is still great still awesome i mean it still plays like gangbusters dude even after four times it, it, it's really really great um but the theater itself was really really nice i think the quality on the screen wasn't as nice as like IMAX. I think IMAX, especially with the um, aspect ratio getting big during the flight sequences, mm-hmm. that was like awesome. But I think the sound is right on par with IMAX. Like okay. when the jet engines like pick up and they go, you know, like the, like the yeah. thing on the back, that like the seats were rumbling, like it was just shaking. Um, and it did that multiple times, like where the, you know you feel the sound like in your chest and in the chairs. So that was great. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's still great. I mean, you know, it. Um, 
by the end of this weekend, it should pass Black Panther. Well, it should pass $700 million and Black Panther, which is right at, right at $700 million, um, to become the fifth highest grossing movie of all time. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, if you're out there listening, you haven't seen it yet, I 100% recommend it. I'm sure it'll be in theaters, still a couple screenings here and there, and regular screenings um, throughout the uh, month of September. And it would not surprise me if they brought it back for Oscar season. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see this being nominated for a lot of the awards and winning a lot of the technical ones, like editing, definitely editing, definitely sound. Um, I can definitely see like a best picture nomination. I can see adapted screenplay nomination, best actor nomination. Um, but, um, but yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. Top Gun Maverick again for the fourth <laughs> time. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that's one of the movies I've been, I watched, uh, this past week. I feel like by the time it's all over, you, you will have seen this movie in every format that, that has oh. ever been offered. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I've, I've, seen somebody... it in, I've seen it in IMAX, Dolby Vision, regular theater, Blu-ray, DVD, VHS. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the 4K does become available. I think it goes on sale November 1st. And so I think I'll, I'll probably buy it then or like around Christmas time. Um, and this, I mean, the fourth time actually ties the movie that I've seen the most times in theaters um, with the first Avengers. I've seen movies three times, a bunch of times, The Last Jedi, The Force Awakens, um, I think Spider-Man, No Way Home, uh, a bunch of big movies like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was, this is only you know, the, the second time that I've seen a movie four times. And you're right. I mean, I might honestly see it one more time. Well, it depends on who hasn't seen it, right? Like if somebody goes, if two or three people are like, well, you know, it's Saturday afternoon. We're not doing anything. What does anyone want to do anything? Oh, have you guys seen Top Gun? No, not yet. Well, fuck, let's go see it. Right. Um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, can't, can't recommend it enough. Um, 100% the best movie I saw this summer. And um, yeah, definitely, I think will be a big Oscar um, nominee. Good deal. Um, what, what else have you watched? Yeah, so I, I, um, and then, the, the day after Tuesday, um, Sydney and I went to see Drunken Master 2. Um, so this is an, um, uh, Jackie Chan movie from 1994 and it's, you know, from right before he made his big break in America and they had it at the Alamo. And so a couple months ago when the tickets went on sale, um, I told Sydney, I was like, Hey, like, have you ever seen any Jackie Chan movie? And like, I don't mean like even like something like Rush Hour. Right. She said, I think I've seen one of them. And I was like, what about the Shanghai movies? Like Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon? She's like, nope. I was like, what about you know other American ones? I think Rumble in the Bronx. I was going to say, Rumble American in the Bronx movie. is one I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, off the that's top like a, yeah, it's like an American one. I think Who Am I is like right, right there from the late 90s. And she's like, nope, never heard of those. I think but literally, I was like, she was like, literally, I've only seen them in one of the Rush Hours. I don't know which one. And the, um, was it the Karate Kid remake? Right. The one with uh, Jane Smith. Yeah. And so I said, well, let's go. I've heard, you know, I remember watching this one as a kid, at least the fight sequences. And she was like, oh, yeah, let's go see it. And so we went to see it, and it looked great. Um, I mean, of course, you know, I watched it when it was on VHS and stuff, but this was, like, really crisp. And, I mean, I know it's not that old. It's from 1994. Um, but I guess I was just used to the shitty transfer from, you know, when I first watched it. And it was entirely in Cantonese, so it had, like, the subtitles and stuff. Okay. Um and you meet, like, you just, like, dude, like, the, it's, like, the, the best sort of, like, Hong Kong kung fu fighting that you'll ever see, right? Right. Like, there's three big, yeah, there's three big fights. There's one in the, in the beginning that's, like, he's, like, under a train, like, in those big locomotives. And they're, like, in this tiny little train. And he's fighting one-on-one with this guy with a sword. And it's just, like, this back and forth. It is nuts. 
And in the middle, there's this big sequence where he first, you know, he's like, he's a drunk. You know, they do like, it's like this drunken style where, the, you know, the more yeah. drunk he gets, the more power he gets or whatever. Um, and that one's great. But then the finale is awesome. It's like, it takes place in like a steel mill. And like, it's fucking nuts. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the stories, it is what it is. It's like this guy who like is protecting like a town and there's like gangsters like trying to put, put force people to like work harder. And then there's like a, um, what's it called a subplot about the english stealing like chinese um artifacts like mm-hmm. jade artifacts and stuff but i feel like the movie doesn't really know what it wants to do like does it want to be like a union movie or an anti-colonist movie or like a gangster like a gangster shakedown like a you know like a seven samurai bugs life type thing like shaking down town so it, it's, it's but it's basically you know, it's just a showcase to show up jackie's um skills right and uh yeah i mean it's it's great it's not a great movie like in terms of like the story like wow it's not like crouching tiger where like the story is as good as the fighting right it's one where it's like we have this shell of a story around jackie kicking ass but it's awesome and it's so good and of course it's all of his stuff right it's not like jet lee where he like beats the shit out of dudes it's like he beats the shit out of dudes but it's like him doing wacky shit right right like, you know, throwing a chair or throwing bamboo or you know, throwing this or throwing that that's that's um, one thing that's always been amazing to me um is, is like, uh, ever since I started watching, like, the Stuntman React videos, like, they mm-hmm. frequently will talk about, like, Jackie Chan specifically, and how, like, despite there being, like, a whole genre and group of, like, martial arts movies and stuntmen that all kind of work, like, Jackie Chan's thing is, like, its own special, like, he has his own team, he's, those are the only people he works with, like, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like, and it's, like, this own little magical thing, it's, like, for lack of a better phrase, like, it's, like, the Disneyland of, like, that kind of movie, like, it's such its own thing, that, like, yeah. it, it's so unique, and it has, like, a bit of, like, magic to it, because it's so... It's it's so just him, right? Like the, it, right. it's always like him, like sliding through a ladder and then like you know like flipping mm-hmm. something, like grabbing somebody with his jacket and then he like turns and throws somebody off. Like it, it's just so incredible. And they they talk about like the really like incredible amounts of just like time and work that go into making a lot of these things work the way he does. And and uh, you know it's just like <laughs> there was one where they said like it's a scene. Jackie Chan like has to like kick like a shoe at someone. Oh yeah, the shoe hit the guy like come back Mm -hmm. and he like grabs it or does something with it. Maybe he kicks it again. And Mm -hmm. they were like, "Yeah, no, this like one little like scene took like hours and hours." And it's like you know, it 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 seems nonsensical, but then you get the magic and you're like, "I see, like it all makes sense, right?" Like, yeah. If you told somebody, you'd be like, "I'm going to film this one." Uh, attempt of the thing for like three hours to be like this is not like time efficient it's not money efficient budget efficient nothing then the final product comes out and you're like no that was kind of sweet <laughs> yeah yeah and it, and it looks so good yeah i remember that's one that i used to watch as a kid all the time too who am i where he's wearing it's like a guy who has amnesia same thing this i remember i remember being a kid and being like what is this story about about it's like he's like he like loses his memory and then he ends up like in the african bush <laughs> But he's, like, an agent or something, and then he goes back to Hong Kong, and then he's, like, chasing these dudes, and there's, like, something about, like, an evil corporation. Like, the, the stories didn't make any sense, but the fights were awesome, and that's one of them. And he's, like, there's being chased around the street, and he does, like, clog thing. Yeah. Um, 
And that's what Sydney said to Well, she was like, how do they like practice that? I'm like, honestly, like, these dudes just work out with each other all the time. And it's like their little like team, right? Like, it, like I'm yeah, sure they, it wouldn't be surprised me if. Yeah. Sorry. They, they've, t- they talk about that where it's like, he, he will occasionally work with other people, but like for certain things, he's like, nah, only the people on my team, because like they mm-hmm. have the timing down to such like a language where they all know exactly when something should happen without even having to communicate it. That like, yeah. Like she, like she's saying, like, how the fuck do you do that? It's like, I don't know. I guess you just work with someone enough. I mean, it's not, it's really not that different than like when you see like a crazy basketball play or a football play happen where like a guy throws a pass before the other guy's even remotely open. And it's just like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like I knew we played together enough. I knew he was making this cut before he yeah. even started to do it. Like I could tell that's what he was going to do. And that's what happened. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. quarterbacks are throwing the ball there's nobody there and all of a sudden the wide receiver makes a cut and he's he's like in the spot so it's just yeah a lot of coordination and a lot of working with the guys over and over again you just kind of start piecing it together much easier than you would yeah yeah else. yeah they're like yeah they're just like in sync right right um but um yeah, yeah to- totally right and that's exactly what it was it was like a fine-tuned machine um but uh yeah that's drunken master too i don't know where it's available where you could watch it i'm sure <laughs> honestly it's one of those movies that you could probably look it up on youtube be like drunken master a full movie it's probably on there yeah. um from uh but uh but yeah yeah that's uh drunken master too which i i think it, it also cal- qualifies as a there oh there were two bits at the end that um when they happened in the movie they like unlocked like a memory in my mind where I was like, holy shit, I remember watching that. Like, it was, it's two little bits that he does. Because at the end, he was drunken master. He's, like, doing his thing. At the end, he's like, I need, they're in the steel mill. And so he's like, fuck, I gotta drink some alcohol to, like, beat this guy who's beating the shit out of me. And he takes, like, industrial alcohol, which is, like, ethanol, pretty much. Right. And he, like, drinks it. And I remember in the movie, he does this bit where he, like, drinks it. And then he spits, like, a little bit of it. Right. And he catches fire on the ground. <laughs> and I remember as a kid thinking oh my god it's so like alcoholic that it, like is literally fire but i of course what happened was that it hit a little spark and then it caught fire right and then there's another one where he takes a big a big like giant fucking sip and then he he goes oh like goes like, oh, and it's like smoke comes out yeah right? like, <laughs> i remember both of those being like burned into my brain but i had forgotten them and so when he does when he does them i was like oh God, it's like seeing like like an old best friend. It's, it was no different than you know when Neo does the flex with the muscles. It was like that. I was like, oh, oh wow, that's fucking yeah. nuts. It was it was it was uh once upon a time in Hollywood when Leo's like snapping and pointing at the TV. Yes, <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, I told Sydney afterward. I was like, I remember those when I was a kid. I used to watch that. And I, I remember him going like, oh, and then he beats the fucking shit out of the, out of the main uh, bad guy. Uh, also, for reference, uh, I looked it up. You can watch it on Apple TV. You can rent it. Oh, um, nice. Good, good. Yes, yes. So if you, this is like, I need to watch the one that's called um, Police Story, which I heard I've is like, heard these, that those one's are like his, one of his classics, right? Yeah. So those are like the two that are like his, his like classic one and classic B before he came to America and became like a you know, Rush Hour and the Shanghai Nights movies and all those. And the thing is like, it, it's, it's definitely different because it's, you know, it, it's Americanized, it's Hollywoodized, but like, mm-hmm. That's the one thing I will give, like, the Rush Hour movies, is they really, like, did their best to bring a lot of that stuff across, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, yeah. I, I feel like they really, like, leaned into letting him do that. Yeah, I mean, even the fight that he has with um, 
in that's in the in the in the sauna. Yeah. In the the spa with all the dudes and it's him and Chris Tucker wearing just the towels. Yeah. I think that's so good. It's such a great like and they're just wearing like the towels and then like he snaps. You know, it's it's a great like uh, prop comedy. Right. In mixed inside like a pretty sweet fight scene. Also, uh, just again, I looked at I have an app where I just can look up any movie and it just lists streaming services it's on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Police Story is available on HBO Max to stream. So, oh shit! Hell yeah! So, yeah, so I, I think I'm gonna watch that this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, but yeah, Jackie Chan is amazing. Uh, there's a reason mm-hmm. he's like one of the guys you know, right? Like, like yeah, exactly. There's a reason Jet Li is super well known. There's a reason Jackie Chan super well known. And then, like, a more modern version off the top of my head is Donnie Yen, and, like, mm-hmm. those are the main guys. Like, there's obviously others that are good, but, like, they're so sp- specifically great that, like, that's the reason they're well-known across the world. Um, exactly, yeah. So. And that's what I told Sydney. I was like, I know, she was, I was like, look, it's going to be, I'm pretty sure it's going to be dubbed. Oh, no, it's going to be sub subtitled. I know it's not, like, your jam, because, like, the story won't really be, like, super engrossing, but, like, you have to... I see what the fuss is about. You gotta see what the buzz. Like, you gotta see why people are um, super. You know why people know Jackie Chan, right? right? Like he's like a he's like a household name, right? Right. Is that what she came away with? Like, did she come away? Being yeah, like, she know, was like, like that was kind of tight. Like, even if it wasn't really my thing, it was super fun to watch at least. Yeah, and I think it it was pretty much what I said. Where it was like this, we were both like the story was like, eh. but like, and, and actually, it was more. It was less eh than I had anticipated going into it. I thought it was gonna be like nothing, right? Like, right. like nothing. Like there was gonna be just like little vignettes, but it does. It is a little tight. But I just think, like I said, it just has like one thing about like a father son dynamic, and like the props that were the little trinkets, and then the thing about the gangsters and the unions, and like, it, it, yeah, it's it's right. definitely more put together than I was expecting. But it's definitely not enough to be like that was a great movie. But it's definitely know, still. Story. It's definitely still just Jackie Chan whipping ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's, that's a Drunken Master too. I saw that and I was like, "What movie is that?" And then you were like, "A Jackie Chan." I was like, "That's one of his old ones." <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Jackie Chan too. Uh, as far as anything I've watched or done recently, um, I've I've just been watching Archer, um, getting through it. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's still solid. Um. I just uh, it, it, like you said, like certain things come back to you as you're watching it. The whole the whole episode where his uh, uh, chemo drugs have been replaced um, with oh, like, yes. sugar water is is mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, I don't uh, God, but yeah, that episode's great. Um, that's one of the ones in season two. It's definitely one of the highlights. Um, also they're in the blimp that's filled with helium and he keeps like punching yes. everybody that lights a lighter. <laughs> He's like, you're going to blow this whole thing up. <laughs> oh God. It's great. Um, but Arch- and, and, oh, go ahead. And, oh, I was going to say the, the one that I love the, um, the, I'm guessing he's talking about the, the, the medications, the uh, rampage episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that one where he's <laughs> rampage. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and he goes, what am I going to do? I'm just going to take a knife and stick it very slowly into your urethra. And, 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 and then Lana's like, ew, gross. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not actually going to do it, Lana. <laughs> My, and then uh, the, the one part that killed me is like, he's he's kneecapping the, the gangsters. And yeah, he's like, yeah. he's doing like the family feud thing. He's like, number one answer on the board. And the guy spits in his face and he's like, yeah. 
cock flavored spit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, and just blast some shit kills. Me. Yeah. Um but yeah, anyway, Archer's great. Um and then the only other thing I started is I started uh Persona 5 Royal, which is like the game of the year like definitive edition, but they 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 added some content. Like it it's not just like a DLC on the end. There's like other stuff mixed in throughout the game. At least that was my understanding. Like, mm-hmm. some characters have a slightly different storyline than they did in the original, blah, blah, blah. Now, I knew that going in. What I did not expect was to literally, in the very opening cutscene, see, like, a completely different character that I've never seen before. And, like, mm-hmm. have a weird interaction that I'm not sure, like, had a place. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm not sure who she is or what she's doing, which I'm sure is on purpose. But... I, it made me excited to play this one because I, I was playing it just because I loved Persona 5 and I was like, eh, I'm kind of bored. I'll find something to play. And I was like, I'll play this again and it's a different version. But like seeing like a difference immediately between the two and like what is clearly like the main storyline um, mm-hmm. really like kind of hooked me again. So I, I'm, I'm excited to play through that uh, again for for sure. Nice, nice. Um, I don't think, where did I see it? I think my brother was talking about it this past weekend. He, he well, he came up, my family came up for a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to me about it. And I was like, well, yeah, I might, might check it out. But it's like one of those like, oh, I got to add it to the list. Because then I'm, I'm uh, I should be starting Ghost of Tsushima soon. Oh, I shit. Believe. Oh, incredible. So, Ghost of Tsushima's yeah. good. The, yeah. Oh, man. All right, yeah. We'll definitely have to talk about that one. Because uh, I remember, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember having one one qualm with that game but overall i mean or, well and that was more of a story issue but the game itself is great so i'm definitely excited mm-hmm. to, to for you to play that yeah so i think what i'll do is um i'll probably do like a little like blurb when we start mm-hmm. um when i started next week i'll be like well you know i like this so far kind of like what i did with i think resident evil or yeah. horizon and then i'll save it until the, until i finish it until the very end until i'm you know reach excuse me god mode since it's an rpg yeah exactly Man, and it, it it really does happen. Like some, I'm trying to think. Like, I guess Horizon, like as God mode as you get in Horizon, I feel mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel quite so different. Like I guess, like you'll shoot yeah. a thing and it'll just die much faster. Yeah. But you're still doing the same stuff, so it doesn't yeah. feel mm-hmm. different. Shit gets outrageous. <laughs> Goes to Tsushima. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is in um, in Assassin's Creed, like, you know. Yeah. Like I can take out a whole compound just by like with like two like nobody can ever see me. I'm just like, yeah, and I kill everybody, and it's like nobody was ever even there. Yeah, and, and it's just like 300 corpses. And if you ever want to play the uh, the multiplayer, because there's some there's some cool stuff with the multiplayer that's just kind of fun to do, even just to try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, let mm-hmm. me know because I'm I'm down yeah, to yeah. do that again. Yeah, I'd be down to do that after I finish the main story. Yeah. All right, but yeah. Uh, so, boy, I'm excited to to, to play Ghost of Shima again. Um, but uh, but yeah, Persona Five Archer, both both look like they're going to be good again. Um, so nice. yes, yeah. anything else that you watched before we uh, move on here? Yeah, yeah. I rewatched um, the Martin Scorsese movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Um, and so I kind of didn't mean to rewatch it. Um, the reason that it happened is actually kind of funny. So. Here's 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 what happened. I want to say last Thursday, maybe last Friday. I was on. I was, it was during the work, and I had a little break between like emails or something. And I was like, let me check Instagram. So I'm scrolling through, 
And then Olivia Rodrigo, pop star, she posted a post where she was like, love the tour. And it's like a little, like a spice cut of her tour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. And it was set to the Lemonheads cover of Mrs. Robinson. So I clicked it. I was like, and they started playing. I was like, oh, I love this song. Great. I was like, well, I got to go listen to it now. So I you know, pulled it up on my Apple Music, listened to it. And I was like, oh, this is the song that they used during the FBI sequence in Wall Street. Let me go look it up on YouTube. Look it up on YouTube, watch the sequence. I was like, God, that's a great sequence. Where, where's the movie? Is it like playing anywhere? So I went to just watch Wolf of Wall Street. Is it Amazon Prime? I was like, well, oh, fuck, I have Amazon Prime on my phone. And so I put it on my phone as I'm working, just have it on you know, on the background or you know, right next to my laptop so I can watch it and like sort of go back and forth. And that's pretty much how I watch Wolf of Wall Street. It's a three-hour movie. <laughs> and so I split it up over two days, watch it Thursday and then watch it Friday, or maybe Wednesday and Friday. Sorry, Wednesday and Thursday. And um, dude, it's like it it it's kind of like how I was saying when you're exposed to the best version of that, you anticipate that everything else is like that. Right. Like when I first watched Spider Man, the first Spider Man, the Sam Raimi one, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And then you anticipate everything to have that sort of energy, whether it's like zooms or the cuts or the, the, the specific things that are very like energetic about it. Same thing with Wolf of Wall Street where like, you know, I watched it when I was 21 um, when it first came out and I was like, well, that's pretty good. But then you realize as I'm watching it now, I'm like, dude, there's like these like cuts that are that are in these weird like um, sort of just uh, editing things that are so unique and distinct. Like you'll be like... Um, It'll be like, you know, this is money or be like, you know, this is a drug that'll, you know, take, you know, it'll be the greatest thing. It'll be like a super close up of cocaine being snorted. And then it'll be like these little cuts of like the corners of dollar bills and stuff. Right. Like really fucking cool stuff. And so, and then, um, you know, you pick up on stuff that I've sort of, you know, gotten used to picking up now where like there is this sequence where he's telling them, I'm sure you've seen, you've seen the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when he's making them, he's like, you know, you guys got to make him buy. You gotta, you gotta make the, the people call, you know, buy um, Steve Madden shoes. And he goes right. on and he's like, you gotta fucking stick it down their throats. And he does, you know, and he's like, all right, go do it. There is this fucking insane shot that starts pretty much when he's on stage and the camera like glides through the whole office. And there's like a hundred people like sort of just on the phone, yeah. yelling, screaming. And it glides all the way to the back and it pans and pans and then it glides all the way to the front. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like who even like thinks of that, right? Because like, most people would just be like, oh, showing them going nuts. You don't have to do a giant crane shot that expands a whole office. Right. Um, just great stuff. And then, um, so another, like, kind of like how I said, you know, you get used to it. You, you sort of go, oh, Leo DiCaprio is a good actor, right? But then it's not until like you get to now and you see other performances from quote, quote, movie stars, and you go, dude, this guy was like at 120%. At yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does Leo, Leo's got to be like one of the goats, right? Like I know yeah, he's great, dude. but like, he's not even like generationally great. He's like all time great. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, he, he, this is his, this is his best performance easily. I think so, like yeah. this is this should have been his Oscar, and I know Matthew McConaughey was good in Dallas Buyers Club, the one that won that year. He was good, but I, th- I think in retrospect, like it should have been him, dude. And I know he won it for The Revenant, but this is like his crowning achievement. I mean, I had gotten about halfway through, and then it starts the sequence where he's like, "Ah, oh, hey, look, I got these lemons that are gonna let's just hang out, and then we'll take these quaaludes, and then we'll go right, right." And it's yeah. the sequence where they get high on the quaaludes. 
even before that, I was like, dude, this guy is like a fucking like he's like blazing through this movie. <laughs> and then it gets that sequence, and I was like, dude, how is he doing? This? Like, how is he? <laughs> he's like he's crawling to the car, and he does the leg thing, and he's like, get on the phone, and it's like just like just like, dude, like just so fucking good. Um, and then there's like these weird, um, really weird like one-off sequences that I'm like, why did they include that? Or like, what does this mean? Like he talks about, um, I, I don't know what they mean, but he says something. He's like, there, there was this girl who was like, got with every one of the guys. And then this guy married her. And then like two years later, he like got a divorce. And then a year later, he like killed himself. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> like, and he, like these little one-offs like that. And then another part, he talks about John Barenthal's character. Yeah. And he, you know, he gets into jail, but he gets out and he's like, he's like, you know, he was one of the good white, one of the good guys. But then, you know, died two years later of a heart attack. 35. Same age as Mozart. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but anyway, back to... <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's just that, that his... And I, I, we've talked about again, like what I think one of the struggles with this movie is in terms of like the overall message. And I really just mm -hmm. think it's because Leonardo DiCaprio is just killing it too much. Like <laughs> it's just, it's just, he kills it too much. I think we talked about it before. He needed somebody who was just like, who could be like, like the, the same charisma, but with like a little like creepy edge to it. Right. right. Like I think like I'm a McConaughey a little bit. Right. And then he's great, dude. His lines are so great. <laughs> um, and at the, the dinner, I think, but yeah, like, I could just go on the and movie, on. About, the, here's the thing: movie. the movie would be worse. Like, there's no doubt about it. The movie would be worse with someone mm -hmm. other than Leonardo DiCaprio. But I just feel like some of the messaging of the movie fails because the whole time you're watching Leo, you're like, "Oh, this dude's fucking killing it." <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, um, and just like, um, yeah, it just wouldn't have the same impact, and it wouldn't have that same sort of like propulsive energy because I, I went through it and i was like all right i'm gonna keep an eye out for scenes that i think i would cut because the movie's literally three hours long right and i was like i'm gonna think about scenes i'm like i'm gonna keep a special eye out on scenes that i would like cut trimmer here or there and i really only thought of like one because every single scene even though maybe it goes on a little too long it's like a gangbuster scene right and it's very funny like when they're discussing what to do with the little person with the little man yeah. he's like well you know you can't look at them in the eye. He says, you know, can't look at them in the eye because then they go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> or when he's like, he's like, hey, I heard some rumors about you and your cousin. He's like, yeah, but, you know, yeah, you know, I thought if it's somebody's going to fuck my cousin, it's going to be me. Okay? <laughs> like, out of respect. <laughs> Jonah Hill is also another one. Yeah. He, this is his best performance. He is fucking fantastic with his stupid white teeth. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It's big phosphorescent white teeth. Um, one thing I didn't realize um, was how you. I don't know if you do this. Like, do you have these little things that you you maybe say them in a certain way, and you like you you'll be like, I don't know. But, but basically, what I realized is that I was watching it. I was like, I say a lot of things from that movie that I just quote without even really saying, or I say things in certain ways. Right. So, like, in what I mean by that is like one sequence: Matthew McConaughey. Um, they're at the lunch and he goes, Hey, do you want a drink? And then Leonardo DiCaprio's like, no, I'm good. It's just with water. And then he turns to the waiter and he goes, you know, it's his first day on wall street. 
give him time. And he does like a little give him time. <laughs> and so then now I realize that I say that all the time. I'm like, I tell Sydney something, I'm like, you know, he's just like, oh, this thing hasn't coming in. I'm like, oh, give it, you know, just, it, it, it's getting here. You know, just, you know, give it time. <laughs> I'll say it like exactly like he does. And I realized, I was like, I can't believe I say that. <laughs> or if somebody doesn't do something, I, I just kind of had forgotten that it came from this. There's a sequence where he's training them how to do the phone call. Right. And they're like, you know, this is your Moby, you know, this, the people on your Moby fucking dicks. And this is your harpoon. And you'll be, I'm going to make you fuck uh, Captain fucking Ahab. And he'll be like, and, a guy, and that guy was like, Captain who? And he goes, oh, from the book, motherfucker, from the book. Oh. <laughs> and he does like this. And I realized that I say that without even really trying. I'd be like, oh, goddamn, from the book, motherfucker, from the book. <laughs> Turn your fucking brain on. Um, but dude just so good like i could talk about the movie for like a whole thing and the thing is when it first came out i was like it was okay it was fine it was a little long and like you said you immediately go like what's the point because like it's just like it's not immediately you immediately see oh idiots are gonna like this and take away the wrong thing right even at even when i first started when i was 21 i was like i don't know but now looking back you know now 10 years almost 10 years from when it came out i'm like no, it's it's a masterpiece, and it's literally one of the best of the 2010s. <laughs> and I think that the 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 last dude, the last shot, just is a fucking gut punch. And I don't get how anybody watches this movie and doesn't immediately get what the last shot is trying to be. Do you remember what it is? Do you remember? <sighs> is it the hell? No. What is the last? No, shot? It, it's the, the last one. It's he. It's the very he like goes to jail, and he's like, you know, I was terrified going to jail, but then I realized. And I'm rich, and it's and then it cuts to him like playing tennis on a tennis court, and he's he pretty much gets out because he's rich, right? Or he gets scot free, but then it cuts to him like years later at like a um, New Zealand like sales convention, and he's teaching people how to sell. He's going, sell me this pen, and he gives it to a guy, and he's like, oh, you know this uh, this pen, you know it writes well, and then he gives it to another guy, and the guy fumbles it, and then he gives it to the last person, and then it's like the camera is facing the last person. Yeah, and he goes, well, you know, you need to write, and you need to figure out, and he like sort of just the the it, it, like the, the audio cuts out, the music picks up, and it like pans up to the rest of the crowd, and there's like fifty people like staring enraptured at what he's saying, right? And then it just cuts to black right there, and it would be like, fuck, like what an ending, basically meaning like you know, like no matter how much this guy does and how much horrible shit, there's always gonna be people who want to be the sniveling shit that he is because they all want what he had. Right. Even if, even if he was a wife beater, or a drug addict, uh, he betrayed everybody he knew and sent them to jail. And he himself was just a general piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, there's always going to be those people, which we have seen mm-hmm. evidence of by all the people. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. The last, I would say, you want to say six years <laughs> are evidence of exactly what, you know, grifters basically. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a total gut punch. And then it cuts to black to the, you know, directed by Scorsese. Um, I know it's a long one, um, but I think if, if you have a chance to watch it, dude, it's just so good and just so energetic. And you go like, this guy was like, I, I, I'm pretty sure he was either late 60s or in his 70s making this movie. Mm-hmm. Right? And you had, it has so much energy, so much more energy than, than people making movies now. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, you have Scorsese, you have Tarantino, Jordan Peele, I guess, a little bit, but nobody's making Edgar Wright, right? You have these guys who make just like en- like energetic, right? Like, right. He, like he just moves, um, and there really isn't anybody like him um, making movies now. 
But yeah. Uh, yeah. But that is a uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Martin Scorsese is an all-time classic, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 up there, dude. It's definitely his best movie of the 2010s. Although I I, I watched The Irishman, and that one's that one's good. I still need to watch his his um the movie Silence, the one where he's like it's like uh, Jesuits in Japan. Mm. I hadn't heard of that one, but yeah, uh, Shutter Island, right? But oh, he yeah. needs to make another one that's like this. His next movie is the one where he it's like Killers of the Moonflower, and it's like the about like a serial killer um, killing people on a reservation in the 1920s so it's not you know i'm like i want another one where he play like i want to see like some piece of shit people from the late 20, you know yeah. 20th century i need you to do another one of those right for before sure it's too late. um but yeah that's uh it's wolf of wall street so yeah um with what we've been watching out of the way let's skip forward to some things we uh predict we'll be watching in the future um what mm-hmm. to say uh, the nfl season's coming up so uh, we normally, you know, we make some Super Bowl picks, we make some MVP picks, uh, all that. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll start with Super Bowl picks. Yes. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with mine. Uh, well, do you want to say what what happened? You want to say what what uh, last year? You want to say how you got one? Oh yeah, I mean, I did choose the Rams to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Rams did in fact win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, um, I fucking whiffed on both of mine. Which which I, ones I were yours? Ah, oh, damn. I scroll- <gasps> Excuse me, my goodness. I'm sorry. Let me go back. Let me see. Because ha- we have a Google Doc. Uh, you know, thing by- look behind the curtain. Um, Let me see. I think I said... It's July. Oh, there it is. I said... No, that was... I'm picking them up. My... Here we go. I said Packers and Ravens. Okay. Packers, Ravens. And then you said Chiefs and Rams. Chiefs and Rams. So Chiefs, I mean, Chiefs were right there. Like, other than the Bengals comeback, like, if they pull it off, they pull it off. Packers, who did they lose to? The 49ers? Ugh. And the Ravens, <laughs> I don't think they even made the playoffs. Yeah, so but they were also off. decimated by injuries, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see, this year, they are, they're decimated again. Yeah. They lost their mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a thing where they were like, yeah, so people were saying J.K. Dobbins is trying to come back for week one, and it was a picture, it was a video of him, like, hitting some pads. And he, like, mm-hmm. hits, like, three pads, and he goes to walk to the back of the line. And my man is visibly limping. And they're like, yeah, I don't think he's going to make it week one. <laughs> it's, ooh, it's rough. Um, and, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah I, I saw it, yeah. All right, so uh, uh, my, my Super Bowl oh. picks, mm-hmm. I have faith in one of them. The other one I don't, but, all right, so mm-hmm. I, one of my Super Bowl teams is going to be the Raiders. Um, okay. I think adding Devontae Adams is a huge mm. fucking deal. <laughs> like, I, I mean, he's like straight up the best receiver in the league. Um, with like maybe one or two guys being close, but like ultimately even the guys that are close, I feel like I'd still err towards Devontae Adams. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, we, Oh, go ahead. When when they, the trade went down, I think you and I both said that. Yeah. In, on here about how he it's like he's like the guy, right? Right. We were talking like averaging twelve hundred yards, fourteen, fifteen touchdowns every year. Like he's got size, the speed, like especially the last few years. Although maybe that's an Aaron Rodgers thing, but I think you know you can't. It we'll, we'll, we'll see this year. Oh, and well, it's not a huge drop off. It's not as bad as it could have been. Yeah, but, Derek. All right, here's the thing, Derek Carr. I feel like. Talent-wise, I think Derek Carr is, like, not... I, I think he's really, really good. 
I just mm-hmm. think I don't necessarily like Derek Carr's like decision making and like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think <laughs> my man really this is there's a few quarterbacks in the league, but I'm like he really does not want to throw the ball downfield. But if you have Devontae Adams and he can start breaking open wide open routes down the field as opposed to like just kind of getting the arms length ahead, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that could really change some things. And you know, yeah, maybe you have a lot more confidence with some of these, knowing that Devontae Adams is your guy back there. Um, yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I think I think the Raiders are like a really good. I want to say dark horse, but I don't know that they're actually a dark horse because I think people expect them to be good. But like, I can't imagine there's that many people out here picking them to get to the Super Bowl. Um, no, well, I mean, if it's like one of those, I I think that well, both of our AFC picks come from the same. Well, actually, both both of our picks come from the same division. Or you know, all, oh all, yeah, you know, both all four picks are coming from the same divisions. Um, I think if it, if the Raiders come out of that AFC West, I think they'll be battle tested, right? I think, and I think it, it'll be, and it'll be the same reason that I give for my pick. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, so but, uh, I got the Raiders from the AFC, yeah. and then from the NFC, I feel less confident in this, but I feel less confident in the NFC as a whole. Um, I th- the thing is, I think the Rams are still the favorites. Uh, I think. You know, I, I think they look like the best team in the NFC. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they still have Aaron Donald. They're still going to have Matt Stafford. They're going to have Cooper Cup. They're going to have most, if not all, of the big names still there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, it's just fucking hard to get to the Super Bowl two years in a row. Like, it, yeah. And, and, you know, I so... And I My brain says Rams, but, like, in, in my heart, I'm like, nah, I don't think they're that good, though. Like, I don't think they're the two or three Super Bowl trips in a row good, um, despite yeah. that conference being pretty weak compared to the AFC, in my opinion. So, my NFC team you... I'm going with is the Cardinals. Um, that's mm-hmm. definitely a dark horse, because they haven't even necessarily been good, but they've got Kyler Murray. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. They've got... Who's the receiver? I'm blinking. Um, um, Hop- uh, Gender Hopkins. Hopkins, right? Yeah. So they've got they've got Kyler Murray, they've got DeAndre Hopkins. I much like I'm saying with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, like that is a very, very, very solid duo. And mm-hmm. um if they can piece some other just like basic things together a little bit, I, I think that team has the potential um, you know, to make that move. And and while I may think the Rams are a better team, and there was one other team in that in the conference where I was like, they, the Bucks, I feel like the Bucks could possibly be better, but the Bucks, you know, you got Tom Brady old who already retired and came back. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. Like, uh, it, it, it's tough to pick either of those two, two teams just because how recently they've been there. So yeah. for a fresh face that I think could make a step and end up making a run, um, I definitely have uh, the Cardinals and the Raiders in the Super Bowl. And that, I feel like that'd be a really cool Super Bowl to get. Um, yeah, be an interesting good one. colors. Yeah, so that's who I've got in the Super Bowl. Not super confident, but that's that's how I feel. That's what I'm going with. And I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that it's at it's in Arizona this year, the Super oh, Bowl. Shit. So it would be like the third year in a row that the home team is oh yeah hosting the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. So who do you, you got in the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking about the Rams, and they're one of my picks. They're my NFC pick. 
Um, I think, you know, you're saying, you know, it, it, you don't know if it's a team built for a few years back to back. I think, I don't know if you probably feel the same way where like, for me, like if they don't make it this year again, that for me was probably it. Would you agree? Right. Like, I don't, I don't see this team being like, oh, we missed out on Super Bowl next year. They were out. And then the year after they recharged and came back. I feel like this is one where they're like burning bright right now. Mm-hmm. And so they better pop off like maybe one more. Or maybe even two more if they're lucky, because that's it, right? Because they they don't have any picks. The guys are all getting older. Aaron Donald, I'm guessing, you know, he's I don't know his age, but he's been in the league since I think 2011, 2012. Um, Stafford's been here since 2008. Um, I know Cooper Cup's a little younger, but you know yeah. he needs Stafford thrown to him. Ramsey's he's young, but you know he's his contract will be I think it's pretty sizable, so it's taking up you know cap space. So for me, it's like if you don't make it this year, that's kind of all she wrote for the rams at least i think this iteration of Um, the rams for for sure yeah yeah um so that's my nfc team and then my afc team is the kansas city chiefs so we both have both the wests coming out we've got we have afc west and nfc west Mm -hmm. matchup for both ends um i think kind of like you know how i was saying with the rams i'm sorry with the raiders um the chiefs if they come out of that afc west they'll be battle tested right Mm -hmm. the broncos are stacked the Chargers are stacked. Chiefs and the Raiders, I think, are all really good teams. And it's crazy because you – I mean, I know – well, we'll talk about it in a little bit because I think I want to get your opinion about something about that division. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, that's my matchup. The, the Rams and the Chiefs, it's a little recency bias, I think. But, I mean, I would love to be wrong because I always like when there's, like, a, a team that hasn't been before, like last year with the Bengals or even the Rams who hadn't been in 20 years and they've been shitty for so long. I'm always down for that kind of story rather than – the Packers or the Patriots or even the Steelers ish, you know. Um, I'm always down for, you know, a, a team that hasn't been yeah, there recently to, to make a make a splash like the Bengals. Right. Absolutely. Um, so uh, that's what you know, those are those are Super Bowl picks. And uh, I had to do a, I did a tiny bit of research here, uh, as as we move to our MVP uh, picks mm-hmm. and man, you are <laughs> you you are riding this train so hard. Like because I looked <laughs> and this this was your MVP pick for the first season that we uh, we did the podcast for. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, oh. yeah, I knew it. I was like, I feel like he's you've called for this man to be MVP twice in three years. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so ahead my and... yeah my pick is uh, Dak Prescott. So I didn't realize that because I saw I. When I went back to last year's, I saw that I picked Patrick Mahomes yeah. for MVP. Um, and then you picked Josh Allen. I think, who, who was the MVP? Rodgers again. Yeah, yeah. Rodgers. So we were both wrong. But um, I saw Mahomes, and I was like, oh, well, then I'm not going to go with Dak. Like, fuck it. Because like, I saw it, and I was like, well, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football, and he didn't get MVP. So, like, fuck it. I'll just, you know, I'll shoot from the hip, and I'll go with Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll put the team on his back. They'll go to the playoffs. Maybe it'd be like the number three or four seed. He'll put up, I'm going to say, 47 and 10 picks, maybe Oof. three or four rushing touchdowns. Um, and he'll lead a couple comeback victories. All right, hold on. Um, but that's why. That's what, I mean, that's the only reason. I think it'll be one of those. It'll be like, um, what's his name? Like uh, Adrian Peterson in 2012, where the Vikings... You know, they made it to the playoffs, I think, at like 10-6 and six or 11-5. and five. He you know, puts up ungodly stats, but the team as a whole is just okay. Um, so it'll be one of those MVPs. All right, just so you know, that that touchdown-interception ratio would be his best by quite a bit, ever. 
Um, his 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 best was last year at thirty seven and ten, um, and before that his highest was thirty. And you just said forty and some change. They said forty seven and ten. Yeah, that is aggressive. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm not on a on a deck. Uh, I'm not on the deck bandwagon, um, as has been noted uh, plenty of times. But, um, I mean, I would love for him to put up 47 and 10 as a Cowboys fan. I, oh, yeah. I, uh, I would take that trip to the playoffs. Um, but, you know, left, left tackles hurt. Uh, don't know who we're going to have to replace Tyron Smith. I don't know. I don't feel confident. Um, he also, like, man, with your left tackle gone, we're now talking about Dak, who I feel like basically doesn't scramble anymore since hurting his leg um yeah. i don't know that's a that's that's a big ask but like i said I'd, I'd love to see it for sure um but i think he's more likely to get stomped out in the street uh <laughs> than, than put up 47 and 10 um, yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see because at this point um you know he's on the cheaper end of quarterbacks mm-hmm. so i think we got it's a little bit of a bargain for his skill set so i'll be interested to see if he's like fuck it it's on me right like after it's me and cd lamb and that's it. Right? I mean, I, th- I think the defense will be good. Mm-hmm. I think it's the one saving thing. I think other years I've been like, fuck, our defense is decimated and our offense is suspect. But I think that, de- or sorry, and the defense is suspect. I think this one is like the defense is pretty solid. Yeah. So I'm hoping and that. The thing, uh, here's the thing though, is that Jerry, I feel like, I mean, I don't know to what end to believe it, but if I'm not mistaken, Jerry Jones recently came out and was still like, you know, this offense, like, still relies on Zeke, like, aggressively. Which, if if we get if we get a good year of Zeke, I'm 100% okay with. Like, I don't... I'm okay being the team that runs the ball a shit ton. Um, as long as the guy you're asking to run it, you know, is, is averaging more than, like, two yards a carry. Um, so, we'll, we'll definitely see. I mean, I would love to get back to, like... You remember those first couple years with Zeke and Dak? It was like, man, Zeke was just pounding the ball. And then, you know, because defenses had to respect him so much, Dak had much more, like, free reign to to hit the throws he needed to hit. Um, so, and, and, you know, it bought him a little more time. So, I, that yeah. that's what I, mean, I would hope for. Yeah, I mean, Dak, no, Dak, sorry. Zeke had 1,600 yards that first year. Yeah. 1,600 yards, 15 touchdowns. Like, yeah. God, I need that back. I need that back in my life. Um, I don't think we're going to get average. it. I don't think we're going to get it, but, boy, I want it. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, Dak Prescott with, with 47 and 10 for MVP. Um, but, yeah. Dude, I didn't realize. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm, I was looking at um, Zeke's stats, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, you kind of go, well, he had, like, a couple, you know, one or two good years. And then he kind of had, like, some suspect years. What would you say, without looking it up? Oh. Oh, did you see any of this? Uh, no, I, I like literally was scrolling down. You did that like scroll oh, up okay. immediately. Sorry. No, you're good. What would you say was it, out of his six years, what would you say is the the small the, the smallest amount of yards he had in a year? All right. Like so, the minimum. Alright, so alright, here's I'm skewed because I like I'm trying to think I don't pay I don't pay super close attention to stats year over year. So I just kind of have like basic thoughts, which is like any running back that hits a thousand yards had a great season. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, same. So you kind of go like, but he's had some down years. Yeah, right? so he's because... had some down years. 
But even his down years, I feel like we definitely, other than when he's hurt, like, I, I feel like we, we still, we don't abandon him. Like, we, I mean, we don't right. always run him the most, but I, I feel like we still always give him, like, a nice little share to work with. So I'm going to say something mm-hmm. like 700 yards in a season, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, 979. He was 21 yards away from breaking 1,000 in 2020. In his worst season. Man. In his worst season. All right, hold on. That's kind of crazy, right? And he's, you, hold on. He's, like, he's oh, right, Nah, hold on. So fuck these numbers because this shit doesn't work in my brain. Because I'm looking and my man is yeah. averaging at the lowest four yards a carry. And I feel like yeah. I've seen so many games <laughs> where it's like Zeke for it's two yards, Zeke for yeah. one, Zeke for uh-huh. three. And like he... Wasn't I feel like there was a game where he left with like twenty one attempts and twenty yards or some shit like that. Exactly right, and I think if I'm if I'm do a quick math just in my brain real quick, he averages over his six year career like what would you say like twelve hundred yards, right? Uh, On average per over season, yeah, probably yeah, seven thousand three hundred divided by six, yeah. So that's crazy. Like I I was surprised to see the nine seventy nine because I was like, for me like like you said like. Yeah, twelve. Yeah, he averages twelve hundred thirty-one yards per season. That's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, like, for a guy like, that everyone's like washed, like <laughs> washed. He's bad. He's bad. He's washed. He sucks now. You know, because yeah. like you said, if you had told me to ask me the same question, I would have said that the same amount. Mm-hmm. I would say like seven hundred something, right? Like one year he got hurt, probably played twelve games or eleven games, and he averaged like seven hundred yards. But that's crazy to me. Like, all right, he put up sixteen hundred. This nine eighty three and then fourteen and thirteen hundred. That's crazy. Last year he got a thousand and two yards, averaging fourteen attempts a game. That seems crazy. <laughs> that seems pretty good. Right? With yeah. ten touchdowns, his third double digit touchdown season. What the fuck? What, 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 what is the this? tales of his demise, <laughs> <laughs> dude? Because like you know, I forget who who got him in our draft, but I remember they being like, "Oh, Zeke, fuck me," and I'm like. Ten touchdowns sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, unless unless I mean, I'm missing something, and he had like three like amazing games that like blew it out of the water. But I don't feel like I remember those games, so I feel like those those are pretty consistent numbers. Um, man, those are good numbers. What the fuck is happening right? in my brain, bro? <laughs> That's how I'm feeling too. I'm like, I felt the same way. I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, let me look at Zeke's stats. Huh? Wait, what? <laughs> what is this? Feed Zeke. I'm over here doing the fucking cereal thing again. Oh man, now we gotta get this man a ball. Um, that's. I'm trying so to see the wild like game, game, game over game like his season. You know? Yeah, for last season. Yeah. I don't know if I can see it that well. Cause I would love to see that. Like. Anyway, so yeah. while you look that up, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for them to use Tony Pollard more. I'm excited for the team. So I'm hoping every year I'm always like, I hope they include Zeke more in the passing game. Yeah, and they never do. And they actually regressed. Dude. Yeah, it's regressed every. I was just looking at that too. I was like, oh, it just doesn't get worse. It literally <laughs> has gone down a hundred yards the last four seasons. They went from five hundred, four hundred, three hundred to two hundred. It's like literally regressed in his oh, his fucking team. All right, so all right, so looking at these. Where is it? Oh, this. Why is it trying to fuck me? It's not giving me the attempts per game here uh, on this thing for the the rushing leaders. But, um, man, he's let's see. He had a thousand two yards. Let me see if I sort by this. That would be better. Mm-hmm. All right. So one, two, three, four, five, six. 
All right, so Zeke was seventh um, in in uh, in yards, total yards, and let's see, attempts. I mean, he was he was a hundred and sixty three. Let me do this fucking pull up my calculator in the middle of this fucking podcast. All right, so 163. Uh, he was 163 yards short of top five, uh, which was no top four, which would have put him ahead of Dalvin Cook. Sorry, I did it. I did it wrong again. All right, so he was 200 short of Najee Harris, um, which is fourth place. So 200 divided by. He had how many less attempts? Mm-hmm. Um, I like a good chunk, right? Seventy. He he would if he had the same amount of or if he got those extra attempts, he would only have to average two point eight yards. But he was averaging like four point something. Like, four point something. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah, if he'd have got the attempts that these other guys got, he'd be right up there. I mean, all right. The the anomaly here is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was balling out of control. Jonathan Taylor had a huge year, but he also had a million attempts. But like, yeah. All right, I just want to see what this number is. Twelve fifty nine divided by two twenty eight. Yeah. Okay. Nick Chubb was averaging five and a half yards a carry. He was. He was bugging. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not. Yeah. And I think it's always so funny seeing him run because he doesn't use gloves. So he's just like out there, like with these bare hands. Like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I, Jonathan Taylor was actually averaging the same amount of yards, so I guess I have to take that back. But uh, he also had a hundred more attempts. Also, is there any chance that Jonathan Taylor doesn't fall off a fucking cliff? Uh, <laughs> no, I just feel well, like. I mean, he might have a couple more years, but then that shit's gone. I if you put up three hundred and thirty attempts in a season for eighteen hundred yards, I just do not feel good about that. I don't feel like you got long in the league. I know. Um, you What's need to crazy? hurry up. You need to hold out and get that extension, my guy. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah. Like yesterday. What's crazy <laughs> to me is, like, you know how we, who are we talking about that? We were talking about something where it's weird that you see them. Oh, it was Sam Howell, right? It's felt very weird to be a Carolina fan and see him commit, go to school three years, graduate get drafted and now he's like starting you know he's not starting but you know he's like starting his first season right it feels very very weird because usually i don't know like with the cowboys like it was like tony romo right but when i became a really good a really big fan he's already there right same thing with like Dorcas ware Witten, they were all there like even the guys that have come after him they've all even des a little bit but that was like 2010 so i'm still like you know what i'm saying right zeke will start to fall off in the next two or three years and when he does, that'll be when I feel, like, ancient, right? Right, like, I watched a whole career, like, I, I was there to watch the start of it and end of it. <laughs> yeah, and not just, and that's the thing is that not even, like, a flash in the pan, like, two or three years, right? It's been six years, so it's, and it's been six, we just talked about it, six pretty good years. Yeah. And for that just to go, in the next two or three years, it's gonna be bleak, dude. It's gonna be like, yeah. I remember this dude, like, I, I, I remember being out of college, and he got drafted. And then now he's going to retire, and I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just yeah. going to be, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Man, I, all right, so here's the thing. For money purposes, obviously, I'd, like, you know, do what you've got to do. But, like, I, I don't I don't want Zeke to be the dude that's, like, near the end of his career on, like, five different teams, just, like, oh, yeah. third, third string running back just out there. But, I mean, I kind of feel like if you're a running back, you kind of got to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's like that. That guy. You know, what does Bomani Jones say? He's still in the league. Like that thing. Like yeah. Know, like you see those running backs. Like 
I think the only guy who did that bouncing around and still made it look like admirable Frank is Gore. Frank Gore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say the exact same thing, dude. Yeah, Frank Gore. He's like the guy who like he bounced around, but every time he went, he just produced. And you go, holy shit! Like you know, most guys they go to another team, but they're like two hundred yards to a Hall of Fame career, right? But he went yeah. to like different places and averaged like a thousand yards. Yeah. Um, it's but so weird. Everybody else is um, just like, oh god. Right? It's yeah. Like, like, oh man, just put just hang them up. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, anyways, Dak Prescott was your MVP pick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We haven't even talked about you. I'm changing my MVP first. pick to Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> 1,800 yards, 300 carries, eight yards a carry. Um, but uh, but yeah. So my MVP pick, uh, kind of picking back off my Super Bowl pick, it's gonna be Derek Carr. I feel like, I feel like you know we love a good uh, narrative to go mm-hmm. with an MVP award. And, you know, for a guy that's always, well, not always, a guy, well, a guy that's always been considered pretty good, but, like, one step behind, like, the elite level. Yeah. Um, if, if you know, Devontae Adams gets there, and while it's like a it's like a coin toss whether that takes away from the award, because everyone's going to be like, oh, look, now Devontae Adams here, and he does great. But I still think, um, I think there's enough goodwill with Derek Carr that if he has a blow-up season, people will be like, see, all he needed was some help. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yes. yeah. And if, if he if he all of a sudden can take the Raiders to the Super Bowl, that shit, I feel like that's an MVP in the bag. Um, I, that just seems like the absolute answer. I mean, they've got Josh Jacobs. He should be good. Um, they have Josh Jacobs, right? So yeah, right mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, he should be good. Devontae Adams, I think he'll have help. I think he'll have enough help. Even if they don't end up great or don't go to the Super Bowl, I feel like I feel like their offense is going to put up numbers, and I, I feel like that definitely helps his case for sure. And that defense is good too. And I mean that the the, uh, the Raiders uh, coach is uh, Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. on his second mm-hmm. head coaching stint after you know coaching um, Tom Brady all those years. I know he didn't he didn't really succeed when he went to Denver all those years mm-hmm. ago, but. I don't think I think Denver situation is so fucking. <laughs> uh, that thing was all messed up because I think he had who did he have? Didn't he have like Tim Tebow or some shit? Right? Maybe. Or he had somebody and he beat the he beat the the Patriots. Or maybe he you know he had Jay Cutler. So it's like, oh, right? yeah, yeah. So I think I think if Josh McDaniels would have had Peyton Manning, you know, even though you know that back in part of his career, um, I think he would have done a lot better. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see it, right? You can dude comes in new system just revamps everything with DeAndre Adams. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope that'd be, that'd be really cool to see that team, uh, go to the playoffs. Um, yeah, that team's been, been hurting for some good news. I mean, they did, they did have the great, uh, tenure of John Gruden again. Um, yeah. Did you see that thing about how, you know, how they treated Khalil Mack and they got all these first round picks. Apparently like none of the first round picks have, um, what is it called? Um, panned out. Really? You know, I haven't yeah. even looked. Jonathan that, Abrams was like the cornerback, right. and he hasn't like stuck around. Their offensive lineman who they drafted sucks. Harry Ruggs, you know, he's in jail. And I think there's another guy who they drafted, and they just like, like none of them have, like not, not even like solid starter. Like all of them have been just total whiffs. Oh, man, that's no good. I mean, maybe Henry Ruggs would have been good. Uh, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess I'm saying like none of them have, their futures are suspect on the team. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they got lucky. They got Max Crosby, who I think, he, and he's young. He's a great defensive mm-hmm. player, only like twenty four, I think, or twenty four, twenty three. He's great. Um, Darren Waller, 
We I don't think mm-hmm. we mentioned him. Oh yeah, uh, next to uh, Devonte Adams, um, and he's you know, what would you say like top three, top four tight end? Yeah, top three, top four. I think you've got uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Kittle, Andrews, Andrews and, and then him. probably him. Yeah, yeah Andrews and him, I think, are full floppy. Like I, I, I could, you could convince me either way. And yeah. actually, I'd say those bottom three. I think Kelsey's still like your your number one. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he's like clearly better, but like I, I he feels a little more safe than the mm-hmm. others. Like George Kittle's had some years where I feel like he was kind of eh, and then. Um, Andrews and, and Waller are really good, but not quite proven themselves to be able to put up like the monstrous numbers and plays and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, definitely a top four tight end, I would think. Oh yeah. So definitely be interesting to see. I'm excited for football, ready to, to get into it, ready to have the fancy football draft and get my shit absolutely kicked in. Uh, <laughs> you never know. I mean, you know, like what you always need and what's always the hardest to predict is, that quarterback that takes that next jump that you take, right? For me, yeah. Two of the times that I've won were because I took Kyler Murray after his rookie year, and I took Patrick Mahomes after his rookie year, and both of them had really good sophomore seasons. And mm-hmm. really, that's all you need sometimes—just a little bit of luck. Being like, and I think I forget I think, who my, I think I picked Matt Ryan, and then Patrick Mahomes was like my twelfth or eleventh pick, or something yeah. like that. Where I was like, yeah, I'll need, well, I need a backup. This guy from you know. Uh, Kansas City, sure, why not, right? And then he just exploded. Yeah, uh, my my years have always been like my great, my best years have been when I have um, really solid running backs to to rely on. And uh, man, that's a dangerous, uh, <laughs> it's a dangerous game to play considering they're all on the verge of uh, c- catastrophic injury. Yeah, um, every game. But uh, you know, that's that's like you said, there's a little bit of luck to it. There's definitely some, you know, you can. Just, <laughs> It's not all luck because, you know, some people generally fare a little better every year. But um, there definitely is a little bit of luck required for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the football season. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you have one one small quick note here at the end before we yeah. uh, we end this episode? Yeah, yeah, just super quick news just because um, I think it just, like, sort of dropped at a weird time. And I think it was a rumor that pretty much nobody unconfirmed. And so, I think it'll mm-hmm. be officially announced. And I think... In a week, they have uh, D23, or maybe it's mm-hmm. D22. It's like their big, the big Disney convention thing where you have like, yeah. all the Star Wars stuff, all the animated stuff, and of course, Marvel stuff. Um, but the news came out that Matt Shackman was directing the Fantastic Four. Um, so okay. he is a um, he has worked with Marvel Marvel before. He did WandaVision, and he also directed later episodes of Game of Thrones, especially like a big action one with dragons. Um, I guess it's like a like a loot train, like a like a old west like uh, robbery, but with dragons. He okay. did that episode, and then he also did about like thirty or forty episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So, mm-hmm. I guess hopefully he knows how to do like the banter. I guess between <laughs> the Fantastic Four. Um, I remember even when they did the Game of Thrones, it was like you know at the end of the first title credits, it's like written by this guy, directed by. Matt Shackman. I was like, Matt Shackman? I've seen that name before a bunch of times. And so, you know, Google paused the episode, Googled it. And I was like, the dude who did Always Sunny? I guess this episode is going to be a talker. It's going to be like an episode that they just are in a room. And then the finale happens in that episode. And you go, holy shit. Like, where has this been? That's nuts. And I'm guessing that's the, Marvel. The gang gets superpowers. Uh. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and so when the news came out, people were like, this is the perfect, you know, this is my dream casting. And it's you know, the, the, the four people from uh, Always, Always Sunny. Sunny. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I can't wait for Danny DeVito to be the thing. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, just uh, I think it'll become official in like a week or so whenever they do the convention. Um, I just wanted to touch on it because it's, um, you know, a little bit of news. and, and Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love for it to be a good Fantastic Four movie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have it in my in my soul to like really hope for it, but it'd be cool if it happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, maybe they pick the right guy this time. Yeah, I was hoping for. Right, my money had been on the guy who did Prey. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, it just came out last month. Um. But um. Yeah. I mean, well, it might be. I mean, they might be like, well, we didn't pick him for Fantastic Four, but he's our guy for um. What's it? Uh, Strange, uh, uh, Secret Wars. Welcome, right. you know, Dan Trachtenberg. Oh shit! <laughs> I honestly don't yeah. know who they were gonna get to get that. Yeah, it, it, I feel like they're they. Yeah, I don't feel like they have as many like strong set uh, directors to go to that like they did in the past. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe they'll maybe they'll develop some or you know come across some kind of poach them and and be able to hold on to them for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, apparently, um, well, I saw a little article, I don't know how true it is, about um, how Kevin Feige liked that he didn't have to be on set all the time, or that he had was able to be a little bit more hands-off with Doctor Strange, because, mm-hmm. you know, Sam Raimi, he's done, like, a bunch of movies, so mm-hmm. I think he liked being like, alright, well, I'm gonna leave, you'll be okay, alright, I'll see you in a couple of days. And then when he came back, he was like, actually, the dailies look good. Yeah, let's keep moving. So yeah. I think he's trying to find guys who are kind of like Raimi, where he can bring them in. I'm guessing they won't cause too much trouble, but they still know what the fuck they're doing, right? But then also, right. not be shitty. Like, not get the guys who did, I don't know, Battle LA, or like, I don't know, like the guy right. who did like Alien <laughs> versus Predator or something, you know? Right. Or like, you know, you don't want to get the guys who did, uh, whoa, God, Gray Man? Oh, the, oh, the, the Russos? Yeah. <laughs> that was a zinger. Um, <laughs> when you thought you were out, they pulled me back in. Uh, now the Russo brothers are coming back. They're like, hey, can we direct some more of these? Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, they ask him, he's like, whoa, 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 we got too much dip on your chip. You got too much dip on your chip. Uh, don't you have your gray slop to go direct in, uh, over at Netflix? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's uh, that's the episode for this week. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T-Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast directly at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter. Or email us, DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.